Good morning and welcome to Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. Dr. Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. I'm Gina Birch, and uh, this morning we're going to give you some great ideas, some good information on how you can indeed look your best, look younger. That's the key here, right? Look right. younger, turn back the hands of time. That's what you do on a daily basis here at Azul. Right, yeah. Helping and, helping people look their best and mm-hmm. feel their best, mm-hmm. too, which obviously they go hand in hand, you know? Yeah, when I look in the mirror and I don't see lines and creases or when I've just had my hair done, I feel good. Right. gives you a boost of confidence. Right, right. It really does. yeah. yeah. So there are so many different ways to to do this, and and one of the uh, the pillars of um, I, I guess if there was a thesis statement, you know, that mm-hmm. you can have here at Azul, it's that you like to do things in a harmonious manner, uh, a uh, a natural something that looks natural, and 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 for people who have always been afraid to. Uh, dip their toe into the world of cosmetic procedures. I think that's the biggest thing that they worry about is uh, looking natural. And you've got a you've got many ways to do that with technique and just the whole uh, global perspective of harmonious rejuvenation. Right. Yeah. The concept of harmonious rejuvenation is really important when it comes to you know aesthetic procedures, whether we're talking about injectables in the office or surgical procedures and. The idea behind that is, you know, doing things in a way where they blend in naturally. And that may sound kind of simple, but it really isn't because um, there's so much we can do now. And so it's not a matter of just, uh, you know, what you're doing, but it's how you're doing it, Mm -hmm. you know. Fillers, for example. um, And this, you know, and uh, um, having good aesthetic judgment, understanding the face and how the face ages and the best way to restore some of the youthful features is really critical to good results. And uh, I mean, I guess a good place to start is to talk about, um, you know, how the face ages. And uh, we do gradually lose volume from our face with age. We lose fat. The muscles shrink and the bones even resorb and remodel. You know, our bony skeleton of the face changes pretty dramatically from, you know, a young adult to an older, older adult um, with resorption of bone. And that, that all leads to what we call deflation, where the face becomes more hollow. And that is seen with some of the aging changes, such as uh, dark circles under the eyes, hollow temples flatness of the cheeks and sagging of the skin you know we have often thought about uh, skin laxity uh, loose skin on the jawline or neckline as stretching of the skin but really a lot of it is deflation when the you lose volume from the face you don't have as much stuffing to hold the skin up <laughs> and the skin will sag and we've got stuffing other places but not <laughs> in our face <laughs> and we can in fact use that stuffing sometimes Good. using the fat for fat augmentation Um, So when we start to talk about, okay, well, what's the best strategy for helping somebody look younger and healthier? And healthier is a big, I've used that term a lot more in recent years because I think that all goes with looking more vital and vibrant, um, you know, and younger. You know, you look healthier if your face is more youthful in shape versus, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, very hollow, saggy face that makes you look older and less healthy. So the two kind of go hand in hand. Um, but a perfect example, you know, to, to kind of highlight what harmonious rejuvenation is, is to understand, you know, what what's an example of when it's not harmonious. And 
in today's and this changes all the time but you know one of one area would be lips for example um you know if and it's the classic of a little bit is good a lot must be better and Mm. that's not always true especially in aesthetics so um for lips you know overdone lips that are too full that don't look natural um even though you know there are um you know the younger population uh, there's a segment of our younger population that really wants lips to be dramatic and overdone but clearly those aren't natural and mm-hmm. you know my sensibility is you know you want things to look natural you want people to, to kind of wonder oh gee i wonder if they've had anything done or right. not you know I the think, mystery right i think the best results are, are natural i can look really good you can make significant changes and still have you look very natural where you don't look artificial or overdone and um you know, lips are an area where sometimes people just think more is better, more is better. And, you know, sometimes we'll see patients in our office will come in and say, well, this is my first time here, but <clears throat> I've been getting my lips done every year and, you know, it's been great and I want to keep doing that. And you look and their lips are, you know, overdone already and they're coming in to have more done. And so you have to kind of have a discussion of, okay, so what's the goal here? Because already, you know, they look too big relative mm-hmm. to the rest of your face and it's not really a it's not really a harmonious result, as we would say. Yeah, you know, you, you made a good point in, in relationship to the rest of your face, and that's harmonious. And mm-hmm. I know um, I know women, uh, there's a, because I, when I was doing some TV stuff, there was a trick that a makeup artist told me. She was, just close your eyes and open really fast and look at the mirror. If something stands out, it's too much. Like that means your eyes are too dark or mm. your lips are too dark with, right. with the makeup. And I always thought, well, that kind of makes sense with, with cosmetic as well. If you just, you look and something really stands out, then it might be because it needs attention or or it has too much intention. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, yeah, for that, for that particular face. So, yeah, that's an important point because somebody may have really full lips and feel like they've lost volume and want to restore some of that volume. And they may have a face that's, fuller and rounder and has larger features where that is fine right. you know that but you take those same lips and put it on to somebody who's got a very small petite face with uh, small lips and you know that wouldn't look correct you know right. they would stand out um, and you know you you see those uh, you know out and about um, you know it's it's a fun <laughs> hobby for me you know, on weekends <laughs> to kind of look at uh, the things you see not only you know around the community but you know yeah on, are you ever TV. able to turn it off like when you're having dinner and you look no, around like oh gosh, really. oh gosh not really. or... I mean again the best results you don't know right you don't even know I mean you just say wow that person looks beautiful mm-hmm. you, you if it's done well you can't really tell you yeah. can't you know but you know if it's done overdone then you can tell and another area which is commonly overdone in the injectable world is is cheeks now cheeks are really important and it's a great trait treatment you know as we lose volume and get you know not only the cheekbone shrinks but we lose us uh, the fat pads start to disappear we get some flatness and hollowness on the cheek and restoring some of that youthful volume in the cheek is a wonderful treatment you know we do these very popular we do these all day every day and makes people look healthier and younger in a very you know quick way however you know, again, if, you know, a little bit is good, more is better. At some point, you you know, if you keep adding volume to the cheek, 
The cheek will get out of proportion to the rest of the face, the jawline, the mouth, the eyes, the forehead, and the temples. And um, we see a lot of that. You know, you'll mm-hmm. see a lot of people. And, you know, it's not that they look bad. They look probably a lot better with the volume in the cheek versus not having any volume. But they look a little unnatural because the cheek is really full and then their temple is really hollow or maybe their jawline is thin. And so it's fine to augment the cheek. But at some point, you have to look at it relative to the rest of the face and say, okay, that cheek is now overfull for the rest of the face, for the bony structure of that face. So where, where would be the best next spot to put filler? It's okay to continue to build out some of that, you know, reverse some of those aging changes, but you don't want to just keep filling cheek, cheek, cheek to the sure. point where you have these huge cheeks and the rest of the face looks uh, not in proportion or disharmonious. Um, And so other areas, you know, would be temples, you know, taking away some of the hollowness of the temples and jawline, you know, strengthening the jawline. When we're young, you know, beautiful, youthful face will have a full, full cheek, um, three-dimensional fullness, but also a full jawline and typically, you know, a full round forehead and temple as well. And so, you know, obviously of the three, cheek is most important because it's front and center. But once you get that to where you want it to be, then then continuing to put more into the cheek is a losing proposition. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to actually make it look worse rather than better. And so then you want to kind of shift and look at strengthening the jawline or, you know, augmenting the chin, strengthening the chin or filling in the temples um, uh, or these other areas. Right. And these are things that are, are universal for both men and women. Um our faces, our structure is different, but still the cheeks, the lips, the temples, we all age the same. And you see, see women and men, um, uh, a lot more men now than you used to. So I just wanted everyone listening to know that this isn't specific cheeks. We think of women with the high cheekbones, but men have deflation and it affects their their cheeks as well exactly and with men you know the volume we like to do a little more anterior volume so it's like building out the the what the cheek uh the what we call the medial cheek or the area inner closer to the nose and you know you can enhance the the um the zygomatic arch or the zy- you know zygoma, the cheekbone, you know, you can enhance that in men a little bit, but um, not as typically as much as women. It, you know, if you look at just models' faces, you'll see the different shapes, and you know, men have lower set brows and stronger brows, and usually more stronger chin, and usually you know, um, fuller central cheeks and less of the high arch cheekbones. Uh, where women have more of an arch brow and higher arch cheekbones and, you know, kind of a little more, um, uh, a little bit more diminutive uh, chin uh, and jawline. But of course, we're all, we're all different too. And that's the beauty of mm-hmm. what we do is looking at somebody's features um, in isolation is important because we, we're all built differently. And, um, you know, every, patients have their touch points too. Uh, but, you know, we kind of have to give them some guidance and here's the things that can be done. And, you know, then they can decide what's most important to them. Um, and, you know, each, each person is shaped differently and we all, we all age similarly, but not the same because we're all different to start with. Right. Yeah. So that's, what's fun about this is looking at the options and opportunities. And for me, you know, the liquid face, of which, is, which is injections in the office, is really, really fun because the real goal is how can I best help this uh, face to look younger 
with the amount of filler that we're choosing to use on that particular day or the patient is choosing. Obviously, if we could do 10 cc's of filler on everybody, then you could do a more <laughs> comprehensive treatment. And uh, But most patients are going to do a little bit at a time, and that's the beauty of that. But you still want to start with you know the most bang for the buck on each visit by addressing the areas that are going to have the biggest impact in their appearance, whether that's erasing dark circles or filling the cheek or augmenting the chin or jawline or temples or, you know, uh, wrinkles around the mouth. All these are problem areas that occur with aging. <clears throat> and we can address them all with fillers, but typically you're not going to do them all at once. Right. Okay. Uh, Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. I'm Gina Birch. You are listening to Look and Feel Your Best. We will be right back with more. Are you curious about cool sculpting to free stubborn fat? Now is the perfect time to try cool sculpting at Azul Med Spa and save 20% off and receive a free body slimming oil. Freeze the fat on your inner thighs, chin, hips, love handles, bra area, and tummy. For men, slim your waistline, or maybe it's the double chin that you see every time you look in the mirror. Cool Sculpting can freeze this fat away for good. Cool Sculpting is FDA approved for non-invasive fat reduction. Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa. Call 239-206-3160. That's 239-206-3160. Save 20% this month. Plus, receive a free body slimming oil. Azul has offices in Naples, Bonita Springs, Fort Myers, and the new Cape Coral office. Find out more by visiting azulbeauty.com. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. I'm Gina Birch. Dr. Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas at Fort Myers, Naples, Cape Coral, and Bonita Springs. Azulbeauty.com is the website. You can look up all the information we're talking about this morning later <laughs> after the show. <laughs> right, <laughs> but right. Just wanted to make sure you, you knew how to find us. Uh, harmonious rejuvenation, three-dimensional rejuvenation, uh, we're talking about this morning. And the concept of how to address the face globally as one unit, not just piecemeal things, uh, to take on the aging changes all at once, head on. Uh, and, and when you do that, it just happens to be uh, a more natural way to do it. I mean, people always say, I want a natural, I want to look natural. And you age all at once, so it makes sense to kind of address everything all at once as well. Exactly. And uh, yeah, people's biggest fear when they can contemplate anything cosmetic, whether it's a skin treatment or Botox fillers or injectables or a surgical procedure is looking unnatural, looking surgical. Um, and, you know, um, so we know that's top of mind for our, our patients. Um, and there's, you know, obviously, uh, you know, techniques have evolved tremendously in, in recent years. Um, and we have fantastic techniques to yield excellent results in a very natural way. And that's, of course, the goal is to help people look their best, mm -hmm. um, 
look young and healthy, but not look not look different and not look surgical. That's for sure. Um, and so nowadays, you know, we have the technology, we have the capabilities, and so that's the highest standard is delivering these superb results where people look refreshed and natural, but not different. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, let's start with um, let's start with the upper face. You know, the the brow and the eyes and and the forehead and. Um, what are, what is something harmonious when you when you look at this whole area, both um, in office and surgical procedures? Let's just go ahead and, and give everyone all of the put it all out on the table. What we can do? Yeah. So uh, you know, breaking the face down into segments is is good, even though you know the whole concept of harmonious is more sort of global. But at the end, we can kind of tie it all together. Mm-hmm. But it is good to look at individual areas because that's where you know the challenges sometimes can become, and so. Um, in the upper lid brow area, of course, you know, a lot of people will come in and say, oh, well, my brow is heavy. I want a brow lift with Botox. Okay. So that's uh, non-surgical where we use Botox or Botox products, which are, you know, uh, proteins that relax muscles and we can alter the activity of muscles of the face. And the main benefit of that is taking away lines and creases such as frown lines between our brow or horizontal lines or crow's feet around the eye. But if you look at all these muscles in the upper part of the face, they do a variety of things. They lift your eyebrows, and they also cl- allow you to close your eyes. And so there's sort of two categories of, of muscles, ones that are brow elevators. You know, the mm-hmm. frontalis muscle in the forehead lifts your brow. That's what creates these horizontal lines in the forehead. And then there are brow depressors, the orbicularis oculi and associated muscles around your eye. When they're activated, they close your eye, and that's a mechanism to, for blinking and protecting your eye. However, it also will pull the brow down and can make the brow heavier. And so how much you alter each of these muscles can determine the height, shape, and contour of the brow to some extent. Um, you know, once people get a heaviness of the brow where there's just a lot of laxity, where the brow really drops significantly, you're not going to fix that with Botox. And that's, uh, you know, it's a common ask. People will come in and say, oh, I just want some Botox to lift my eyelids or lift my brow. And you can do that a little bit. Um, and again, it's, it's very individualized. You know, some people have a lot of activity with their brow depressors and by injecting into these uh, um, muscles around the eyes that are pulling the brow and lids down, you can open up the eyes quite significantly. Other people, it may make very little difference. Um, But certainly, once the brow gets too heavy, you're not going to fix that with uh, Botox alone. So then we start talking about brow lifts. And, you know, obviously the most important part of, you know, this upper face evaluation, heavy lids slash heavy brows, um, is, you know, hands-on evaluation of the tissues. How much tone is there in these muscles? How much activity of the muscles is going on? Where's the actual position of the brow? How heavy is the lid? How much extra skin is there in the eyelid? And um, really, when we look at these areas, there's uh, surgically, you know, given that we can't fix that with Botox alone, which is, you know, sometimes you can, you know, again, make a big enough difference with Botox that, you know, you can put off surgery for a bit. If you can get a little bit of a brow lift, that may help improve some of the shape of the brow um, and reduce the visible heaviness of the brow. But beyond a certain point, if you've got extra skin on the upper eyelid, what we call dermatitis or if you've got a heavy forehead or brow, 
at some point, you know, the only fix, real fix, is surgical rejuvenation. That might include upper lid blepharoplasty, where we trim out the extra skin of the upper eyelid to get rid of the fullness and heaviness, or endoscopic brow lifting, where we make tiny incisions up in the hairline to release and lift the brow, which is a great procedure to help lift and shape the brow to exactly the way we want it. Um, and you know, ex hands-on examination is the way to determine which procedure would be appropriate or both. So it's either, you know, eyelid, brow, or both. And that, again, can be determined um, in an examination sort of in the office. Right. So in continuing with um, harmonious rejuvenation, we're talking about the uh, forehead and the eyelids. Right. The natural progression is you got to look at the whole eye. So what right. about underneath? Yeah. There's one point that I wanted to mention because this is an area, the upper lid brow is an area where we can get disharmony or an undesirable result. And, and that is when people come in with heavy eyelids and heavy brows, but when you look in the mirror, what you see is heavy eyelids, right? Mm -hmm. And so they come in convinced that they need eyelid surgery. They need to get rid of the extra eyelid skin. And you may examine that patient. And in fact, they may have extra eyelid skin and need, need a blepharoplasty. But in the examination, you can also determine, oh, well, they have a very heavy eyebrow too. So they really need to do both. Now, Sometimes insurance will cover the cost of upper eyelid surgery, mm -hmm. so there may be an incentive for them to do the eyelids versus the brow because insurance may cover that. However, what happens is if somebody has a heavy eyelid and a heavy brow and you just do that upper lid blepharoplasty, you take away that extra skin out of the upper eyelid, um, the brow, not only is it still heavy, but it actually will get heavier. And the way why that happens is that frontalis muscle that lifts the forehead is very active trying to lift your eyelid and lift the brow. Subconsciously, you'll activate that muscle to try to keep your eyes open to see. Once we trim out the extra eyelid skin, do a blepharoplasty, we've gotten rid of a lot of the heaviness of the eyelid. So now the eye is a little bit more open. You see a little bit better. Your brain recognizes that the eye is more open, and it relaxes that frontalis muscle, which allows that muscle to loosen up a little bit. Well, what happens when the frontalis muscle loosens? The brow comes down. And so the brow, on average, will drop about two millimeters after eye, upper eyelid surgery. So if you have a heavy brow to begin with, and then it relaxes, it becomes even heavier. And so a very common mistake is somebody does just upper eyelid surgery on a person that has a heavy brow, their forehead relaxes, the brow drops a little bit more, and then it's very obvious they have this very heavy droopy brow, which really, um, you know, makes the cosmetic result of the blepharoplasty very limited. They may have less skin hanging on their lashes, but they have these very heavy hooded brows around the eyes, which looks, you know, not great. It's not, right. a, not a great cosmetic outcome. Now, if it's just for visual reasons and they're just trying to see better, then it may be acceptable. But, you know, most patients, even if insurance is paying for their upper eyelids, still want to look good. Mm -hmm. And so you really need to discuss, you know, the importance of the brow and how that plays in um, to the ultimate cosmetic result. And so that's a very typical kind of disharmonious result where, the eyelid looks, you know, less heavy and more open, but the brow is very heavy, creating this hooding around the eye that looks not very attractive. Right. Yeah. 
makes sense. Okay, then when we when we're talking about the lower lids, because we'll have the same thing, you know, if say if insurance if your if your uh, brow is fine, but insurance is paying for your upper lids, but you've got saggy or baggy or <laughs> hollow lower lids, right? You're right. still going to be not in harmony, right? Right, and that's that's really how it marches down the face. You know, each each area is intimately associated with the next area, so the brow and upper lids are very closely associated. The upper and lower lids are closely associated. The lower lid and cheek are closely associated. So you have to look at, and then, you know, the whole face in toto, you know, for the best, you know, kind of global result, it's all, all important. Um, and we'll talk about that at the end, but, um, yes, in the lower, you know, upper lower lids, if you do, you know, you, you do a blepharoplasty, take away the hooding of the upper lid and it's bright eyed and open, but they have bags under the eyes or wrinkles or dark circles, you know, it's again non-harmonious, and uh, you know the good result of the upper lid is diminished by the existence of these aging changes in the lower lid. So, you know, in the lower lid, we'll do a number of different maneuvers. Sometimes taking out extra fat to take away the bags that can be done from inside the lower lid, not cutting the skin, no stitches. Um, we can do fillers to fill in the dark circles under the eyes, which work very nicely. And we could do some t- skin tightening procedures, either a pinch of skin under the eye or a chemical peel to tighten up the wrinkles or a laser peel to tighten up the wrinkles. So we have a lot of tools to address the lower eyelid. Now, the lower eyelid is a very important functional structure, as is the upper eyelid. It's responsible for you know, um, protecting the eye and uh, covering the lower third of the, gl- of the globe with blinking. And so... Um, all of these procedures have to be uh, handled in a very delicate way to preserve that important function of the eyelid, the blink function to correct uh, and protect the eye. Um, and that's super important. But um, many times, yeah, we'll do lower lid surgery with upper lid surgery so we can get sort of a, uh, a kind of a, a unified rejuvenation of that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. You can see a lot of the uh, before and after photos of a lot of these by going to azulbeauty.com. That's the website. You can also find more information from previous shows. I know we've talked about a lot of different things here every week and, and uh, new technologies. Again, the website is azulbeauty.com. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. He has four offices in Southwest Florida, Fort Myers, Bonita Springs, Naples, and Cape Coral. I'm Gina Birch. You are listening to Look and Feel Your Best. We will be right back with more. Skin health is about improving your appearance and restoring youthful, healthy skin. And that's where a hydrafacial at Azul can bring out your best skin health. Enjoy all these benefits with the new hydrafacial treatment at Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa during the 20% savings this month only at the Azul Cape Coral office. Hydrafacial treatments for men and women will reveal healthy new skin for arrested, fresh-faced, even younger glow. Imagine reducing fine lines, wrinkles, hyperpigmentation, improved appearance of oily or acne-prone skin, just for starters. The hydrafacial works in four simple steps, cleansing, exfoliation, a gentle acid peel, extractions and hydration, formulated specially to your skin's needs. 
See immediate results, no downtime or discomfort. Works on all skin types and targets specific skin concerns. Beauty can be skin deep, so enjoy the latest technology with a hydrofacial treatment at 20% savings this month at Azul's Cape Coral office. Call 239-206-3160 today for your hydrofacial. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch, along with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, who is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida, Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. We are talking about harmonious rejuvenation this morning and the global approach to turning back the hands of time. Certainly, we can come into the office or the surgical center and correct one thing that bothers us or one thing that's really standing out that we feel in our face, but... Uh, what what Dr. Flaherty has been explaining is everything's kind of connected on our face. So you take care of the upper eyelids. Well, then we've got to look at the lower eyelids because they're not going to look maybe as as mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And then there's the whole forehead to consider, which might be the cause of the droopy eyelids. So yeah. we're we're looking at the face as a as a as a global entity here, and we started with the forehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did talked about forehead and upper lid and how it's important to evaluate uh, the brow position when we're looking at upper eyelids uh, so we don't end up you know, solving one problem and accentuating another, which can happen with a blepharoplasty in a patient who has heavy brows if we don't lift the brow. And talked about upper and lower lids, you know, doing an upper lid blepharoplasty, making the eye bright-eyed and open, but leaving bags and wrinkles and dark circles under the eyes is you know, uh, less than ideal in terms of the cosmetic impact it could have. And, uh, you know, we're marching down the face. But, um, you know, one of the things in terms of harmony in the face, and I, I love this analogy, is the, the analogy of redecorating a room but leaving an old chair, <laughs> uh, you know, like a favorite old chair, maybe an heirloom. And I have this problem at my house now because we're looking <laughs> at re- doing some redecorating, and I've got all this furniture that I inherited from my grandmother. And, like I'm the only one left and I yeah. don't want to give it away, but it doesn't really fit with the style that, you know, my wife wants to decorate. So we're <laughs> kind of at a, you know, that's a crossroads here to try to decide what to do. I guess you need do. to expand and have a grand- <laughs> yeah. a, a mother's room. <laughs> uh, yeah, or something. Yeah. I'm not sure what we'll do. But anyway, but the, po- mm-hmm. yeah, the point is, you know, obvious if you... If you do that, you know, you can do a beautiful job of decorating, but that old chair that's in the middle of the room is going to stand out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's true on the face, too. You know, you may address the primary problem or maybe even the top three problems, but then the fourth problem that you never even really noticed before <laughs> becomes pr- problem number mm-hmm, one. Right. As I always tell patients, we notice what's left, not what's gone. You yeah. know, you can do... A tremendous rejuvenation and correct 80% of the aging changes, well, that extra 20% will be <laughs> staring you in the face, uh, you know, as yeah, you know, as you, after you heal, you'll see that in the mirror. So, um, you know, that, that's important. And we see that all the time in aesthetic medicine, because obviously, you know, um, you know, a lot of times we're addressing individual problems or small groups of problems. And, you know, um, more and more, my surgical practice has gone to sort of a global rejuvenation because it makes sense in every way. You know, one surgery, one recovery, everything's done, and you have the most um, 
not only the best long-term result, but you have the most natural long-term result. And that may seem odd to people to think, oh, well, when you do more, how is it going to look more natural? Well, it looks more natural because everything blends in together. Um, and it's easy to demonstrate that even just in a consult with, you know, a mirror just showing if, you know, if, if you just do a lower face and neck, but you leave the heavy brow, it you know, the lower face and neck look great, but the brow looks worse mm -hmm. because now it doesn't match the rest of the face. And so doing a brow, face and neck together is very standard because you're lifting the entire face in a single setting. And that's very, you know, very doable. Now that's a very standard kind of set of procedures that we do. And so um, in, in the injectable world, you know, we do little bits at a time. And so, you know, this disharmonious um, concept can pop up or harmonious rejuvenation. One of the areas as we're moving down the face, lower lid to cheek, you know, dark circles under the eye tend to be a common problem. It's something we fill a lot yeah, here at Azul. We have very specialized technique. There's some very delicate techniques for lower eyelids, uh, dark circles, because it's very thin skin. It's a very delicate area. We use cannulas now, which are blunt-tipped instruments where we can layer the filler in very delicately, a small amount at a time, and without using a needle, uh, reducing the risk of swelling and bruising. Um, and it's a really nice technique to correct the dark circles. But sometimes people will come in and, you know, due to this volume loss, yeah, they'll have these dark circles that look like, uh, you know, really stand out in the mirror and stand out in photographs and make patient, patients look older or tired. Um, and they'll come in wanting that done and we'll fill those and we'll take the dark circles away. But then uh, when they come back, you know, the dark circle is gone, but then you can tell that the cheek is so deflated. Mm. You know, now that the lower lid has been corrected, you sort of made the lower lid better, but the cheek now doesn't match the lower eyelid. And so, you know, more times than that, we'll try to fill the cheek and mid face first because that gives you more of a global rejuvenation, kind of lifts and rounds out the cheek and gives you a more youthful shape to the cheek. And then come back and do the dark circle under the eyes. And the reason that's works better is there's, you know, when you lift the cheek, it does correct some of the dark circle already. Secondly, so you need less under the eye and the global uh, impact is better. You know, you have this sort of rejuvenation of the cheek lower lid together, which looks much more natural and much more pleasing than, you know, just like a segmented treat, right. treat one little area. Yeah. I think that's a, that's an interesting concept that people don't necessarily think of the how the lids relate to the cheek but i mean it makes sense they're right underneath right. each other and one of the things we haven't talked about uh, still in that old, whole area are the temples which you know i never really thought about until we started doing this show right because i just think well the temples are you know the temples but that is another one of those things that can get hollow and with a little bit of filler, can just round out that top part of the face. Yes. And, uh, you know, I consider it a secondary area because, again, if we're talking about what are the highest priorities, obviously the central part of the face becomes more important because that's the part, you know, you see in the mirror that other people see when they're looking at you. And that would be, you know, the eyelids, the lower lids, the cheeks, and the areas around the mouth. Um, but temples, you know, especially once you've corrected the cheek and maybe the jawline, um, temples become important because, um, you know, if, if you have a nice full cheek, but you have this very hollow temple, again, that makes us look a little bit tired or mm -hmm. ti not tired, but just sort of older. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, you know, filling in the temples can be a really nice way to blend in 
which again gives you goes from a good result to a very good result to a great result as you start to blend in and give them kind of a, a harmonious rejuvenation of the entire face and not just oh well you've had your cheeks filled and those look more full but you know other areas still look hollow so let's continue that concept then when you fill the cheeks does that also then affect moving down the face the mouth and the will will that yeah so it does you know uh, the nasolabial folds which are the folds from the corner of the nose down to the corner of the mouth that's um gets worse with age because because of the volume loss in the cheek you know that lost volume and deflation leads to sagging of that skin when you replace the volume in the cheek you'll lift the cheek and it'll reduce that fold there uh, the nasolabial fold now we can fill it directly which helps as well but not as much as lifting the cheek again in the past we would fill a lot into those creases to try to soften them and really the fat pad the nasolabial fold that fat area there doesn't shrink as much over time so that gets heavier and fuller while the cheek gets more hollow when you fill the cheek it lifts and blends in and corrects that much better than just trying to fill in fill in the little uh, fold there mm. um, the two together can be even better and so you know again everything has uh, its consequences and so we you know as we've developed techniques with fillers over the years we uh, understand okay what's the priority first second third and that's why i say mid face is so important and such a great place to start because it'll help correct the lower lid it'll help correct the lower face the nasolabial fold and even the what we call the labial mandibular line some of the laxity or man, marionette lines it can even lift the jowls and cheeks air, cheek mm. area and gives us you know our focus when we're looking at other people and talking to people is the eyes and you know 60% of the time or 70% of the time we're focused on their eye or eye area and so correcting you know the lids and the mid face tends to be you know the highest priority for for many many patients and uh, I think uh, a good place to start mm -hmm. definitely because it has uh, such a great impact on the rest of the face so you you're mentioning the lines around the mouth and that brings us down to the jowls and the mm, the neck and right. the, the lower face what what can we do to Make, yeah. Make so again, here's a you know common <laughs> dilemma. We have people come in with heavy folds around the mouth, but they don't want surgery. They just want something non-surgical. But it, when you look at the face, you see that there's just a lot of laxity of the lower face and neck, leading to jowling and neck laxity. And so, you know, the test is you know you just take that uh, skin along uh, the lower face and lift it back toward the ears, and you see how much that helps. And mm. You know, when there's a lot of laxity, just lifting up the tissue of the lower face and neck will correct that area to a large extent. Now, it's always a combination because when we're smiling and moving, we get, you know, loss of tissue at the corners of the mouth that causes the mouth to turn down and causes some little creases and folds there. Those nasolabial folds get deeper with age as well. Um, lifting can, you know, always improve those areas. But it's a combination of how much volume loss is it and how much is it laxity. And, and again, a, an examination, it's easy to determine that. But, you know, uh, if it, mild, moderate, or more advanced degrees of laxity can only be corrected with lifting techniques. Um, fillers are great to help soften those creases. And if it's mainly just the movement crease and there's good tone of the jawline neckline, then fillers are fantastic. Um, 
but if it's laxity then you have to lift a lower face and neck lift is is the key and uh you know you're not going to solve that with fillers if there's a lot of laxity because the fillers aren't going to lift you, you can put fillers in the face and get some lifting and filling but it's not going to correct uh, a lot of laxity of the jawline or neckline there's just too much loose skin Correct. there mm-hmm. so that has to be addressed yes so then when you go into surgery to to take care of it because you can't do everything in the office uh, what are some of the techniques? How do you do that to make it look natural? Right. So the key to a natural result with a lower face and neck lift is, you know, hidden incisions, number one. Mm-hmm. So we hide our incisions inside the ear and on the back surface of the ear and then the edges of the hairline. Um, deep tightening, number two. So when we release the skin, yeah, you know, you can say, oh, well, gee, it's looseness of the skin. We just need to tighten the skin. But you know, um, uh, time and techniques and uh, years of observation and intervention and reobservation have shown us that the best and longest lasting techniques uh, and corrections occur with a deeper tightening of the face. So not just tightening the skin, but the deeper layers, which we call the SMAS, the superficial musculoapneurotic system. So it's a fibroelastic system that's deep to the skin, deep to the subcutaneous fat, and that's the main suspension you know, suspensory uh, layer of the face and neck, and it is connected the neck into the face. Um, and so when you tighten that layer, you're, you get this really nice natural tightening of the jawline, neckline together uh, as, a, as a single unit. And once that's done, and you can tighten that with a fair amount of tension um, and customize the way you tighten it to achieve the best uh, shape to the jawline, neckline, and then you're just really trimming out the extra skin that's been created by tightening that deeper layer. It's going to create a lot of extra skin that then can be trimmed out in these, you know, in these hidden areas and closed with delicate uh, stitches. So the end result with that is a beautiful shape to the lower face and neck without any visible tension on the skin, which is, again, what gives you that natural result, like did, did she or didn't she? Right, uh, right. Did he or didn't he, <laughs> as they should say, because we see a lot more men for facelifts now too. And so um, that's, uh, you know, that's an important very important technique for a natural result in the lower face and neck. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. Azulbeauty.com, you can find him there, 239-415-7576. I'm Gina Birch. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more. February is the month of love and romance. Get the perfect pout and luscious lips this month. Save 15% off lip filler the whole month of February at Azul. Beautiful, volumized lips are the desire of every woman and man, to be honest. Soft, supple, kissable, and natural-looking lips can truly only be achieved with injectable fillers. Lip plumping, gloss, and makeup can only go so far, so why not let Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa help you get ready this Valentine's Day? Azul offers two top-of-the-line lip fillers to choose from. The Azul Professional Injectors are ready and willing to provide you with the perfect pout all month long and save 15%. Call Azul today at 239-206-3160. Offices Naples, Fort Myers, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. Luscious lips are just a phone call away at Azul. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, 
the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. If you have an interest in Morpheus and what it might do for you, you can call, get a consultation with one of our providers, uh, all superb providers. We have an amazing team, the best we've ever had at Azul. We're just growing and have great, great uh, technicians. Um, and uh, you can come in and have a free consultation to see you know, if it's right for you and how it might help. That's excellent. Very good. So when you know you mentioned Morpheus Eight, and it just made me think of where we left off on the on the last segment, and that was a lower face and neck. And this is good for for necks. And this is one of those that it's not a surgical procedure, but it can still tighten the neck and make it uh, uh, visually. Um, yeah, it. It, it can. It tightens up the skin. It's it's particularly good for wrinkles. You know, mm-hmm. lines increases and wrinkles. It does give you some global tightening as well. So sometimes you can get pretty dramatic results in lifting. It's not as uh, as good as a facelift. Obviously, and, you know, yeah. It's a, and uh, <clears throat> but but it can give you not only some lifting and tightening, but improved texture of the skin. Yeah. One other thing about the lower face and neck that we didn't mention last time was something you use in conjunction with facelifts because it is something that that's done in the operating room and that's face tight right so face tight is a technology that actually shrinks skin from the inside you know where morpheus 8 and some of the other technologies like all therapy we deliver the energy through the skin from the outside to try to tighten up the skin um, face tight goes from the inside so it is surgical um, you have to make a puncture in the skin to put the probe under the skin. The probe will heat from the inside. Obviously, we have to numb those tissues um, with local anesthetic. And you, uh, but it's very well controlled. We control the heat. We get it to a certain level. We know what uh, heat temperatures work best for skin tightening. And that can be used uh, as a standalone procedure to tighten up laxity of the lower face and neck. Often in patients who have mild laxity and fullness where we can do liposuction to get rid of the fat and face tight to tighten up the skin. It's a great combination. Um, or sometimes I'll use that uh, even with surgery when we're doing face and neck lifts. I use it for the anterior neck so we can get some tightening of the skin in the anterior neck without making an incision under the chin. We just make a little puncture there. So it makes this you know, surgery less invasive and gives us better results. So it's a, it's a great new technology um, that we primarily use uh, you know, in, in the operating room for improved results in the lower face and neck lifting. So one of the things we were talking about with harmonious rejuvenation is uh, the subject of today's show is making sure everything is corrected uh, as uh, as much as possible at one time because we all age at one time. <laughs> You've given us a lot of different techniques, but one of the keys to making this work is that three-dimensional element, which is right. uh, the fat augmentation. In the, in the office, we, we talk about the fillers and how they uh, can change the shape of the face. But nothing is quite like the fat augmentation that you're able to do in right. the surgery center. So we talked about how the face ages with volume loss. So anything we can do to replace volume can make a big difference. And uh, obviously fillers are one way to do that, as we talked about using the fillers to restore volume in the cheeks, jawline, temples, under the eyes, around the mouth, etc. But, uh, you know, when we have global loss of volume, uh, which most many and most of us do eventually just over time, then restoring volume to the whole face at one time is best done with fat augmentation. So what is fat augmentation? That's a procedure where we harvest the fat from your abdomen or flanks or anywhere where you have extra fat and inner thighs or 
outer thighs or back of the arms, but most of us are pretty well insulated around the midsection, <laughs> so usually abdomen or flanks work well. We don't need that much fat from the body when we're restoring volume in the face because obviously the face is much smaller than the areas we're harvesting from. Um, so a little bit of delicate liposuction actually can give us the amount of volume we need. We spin that uh, fat down in a centrifuge, which concentrates the fat, and then we use that fat to restore the volume in the face. Um, and I use as a template, the patient will bring in a photo when they were, you know, uh, college, college age or you know, wedding day, and we use uh, uh, one of their favorite photos to choose as a template of what the shape was like when they were younger and had more volume in their face. And so we can use that as we layer the fat in. And the fat's layered in in small amounts at a very deep level. It's a very artistic procedure. Fat cells are living cells. So you're transferring living cells from the abdomen to the face. And the goal is to get those to take up residence in the face and to survive. Now, when you transfer living cells from one area of the body to another, they don't necessarily all survive. Um, even with really good technique, on average, you get about 50% survival. And so you're going to lose about half of those cells. But now the other half will stay. So if you do 50 cc's, for example, you might get 25 cc's, 20 or 25 cc's of take of that fat. And compare that to fillers. Can you imagine doing 20 or 25 cc's of filler at one time? Well, you you wouldn't do that. Right. It would be prohibitively expensive. Uh, uh, so the beauty of fat is once it's harvested and you're there, you can use as much as you need to get the results you want. And over time, you know, the science of fat, fat transfer and fat grafting has improved to the point where we get better and better results and more natural results. And I like fat because it is, you know, it's your own natural living tissue. So it looks and feels very natural and it's a great way to store lost volume in the face for temples, upper lids, lower lids, cheeks, jawline, around the mouth, including the lips. The only thing we don't use fat for, we don't use it for fine lines and creases because you can't use it like a filler right under the skin. It's layered in the deeper areas of the face to shape the face, but it works wonderfully and is a great add-on for lifting techniques. So, you know, we might do an endoscopic brow lift, a lower face and neck lift. Maybe we do the eyelids too. You've lifted and, and tightened the face and created this much better shape but if somebody's lost a lot of volume, they still have this hollow face that's now been tightened. And so the idea of a three-dimensional rejuvenation is placing this fat in to restore that three-dimensional volume that really is a much more effective rejuvenation because now they have not only tightened up these areas, improved the brow shape, the eyelids, the jawline, neckline, but they've also, you know, you've restored volume, which gives them that little three-dimensional fullness through the cheeks and takes away dark circles and lifts the brow by filling in the hollowness of the brow and strengthens the jawlines and gives you a little more volume to the lips to make those look more youthful and full. Um, and that combination is amazing. I mean, the results just are, you know, like I said, it's the new gold standard in terms of rejuvenation because people look really good and really natural because, you know, it just restores volume in a very natural way. And then there's one more piece of the puzzle when it comes to harmonious and, and uh, three-dimensional rejuvenation. And so you've got the skin plump and you've got it, everything lifted and tightened and, you know, those lines and creases have disappeared, but then you still have the sunspots mm -hmm. or, you know, the, the, 
what the sun does to us. And right. you know, we all have that. There's not not anyone <laughs> listening who doesn't have some effect from the sun on their skin. Right. So if someone has uh, enough sun damage where they have wrinkles and sunspots, um, then they would be a candidate for laser resurfacing. And laser technologies have improved and improved. Now, these have been around since the 90s but have gotten better and better each year with better technology. So they're safer, faster, and quicker healing. And we can easily combine those with facelifts very safely now. And so you can do, again, let's say endoscopic brow, lids, uh, face and neck, and fat og, and you've restored volume. But if you do have sun-damaged skin, then we would finish with a laser resurfacing. And the beauty of uh, the laser systems we use now is we can go very gently for somebody that just has mild sun damage with some sunspots and fine lines, do a very gentle laser pass, which will tighten up the skin and get rid of the sunspots. Or if someone has more advanced sun damage with deeper wrinkles, we can go a little heavier um, and get a little more uh, tightening of the skin to eliminate that. But in either case, we can get tremendous rejuvenation of the skin, eliminating, you know, most of the brown spots, typically 80, 90%, and majority of the wrinkles as well, often in the range of 70, 80% um, long-term, you know, so it, it's really amazing. This combination is so, so amazing. Um, the patients look incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of a patient this week who um, had, you know, was one week out from, you know, brow lift, face and neck lift, and full face laser. Um, I, we didn't do fat in, in, in her particular case, but uh, she looks, you know, 20 years younger. I mean, you know, it's incredible. Uh, and, you know, of course, in the first week or two, you have some swelling, and that mm-hmm. makes you look even younger. Right. Uh, so the swelling will go down. And she she did have fat augmentation now that I'm thinking about it. But, you know, in the very beginning, you look very youthful because mm-hmm. you have this nice filling effect with the swelling. And the swelling will go away mostly in the first couple of weeks. And, um, you know, some of the lines increases will come back. And most people are happy about that because they don't want to look too young. But right. it gives, <laughs> makes them look, uh, you know, again, more natural naturally, um, you know, rejuvenated without, mm-hmm. without looking different. Look the best version of their age. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So it's, it's, but it's, it's so much fun to see, you know, yeah. to turn back the hands of time and eliminate some of these, you know, problem areas, whether that's, you know, a droopy brow, heavy lids, uh, laxity of the jawline, neckline, or um, <clears throat> deflated face with that hollowness or sun damage. And nothing is more dramatic than the laser in terms of tightening the skin and eliminating you know, lines, creases, and sunspots all in a single treatment. That's marvelous. And you have some before and after photos on your website. We do, you indeed. you want to see those. Those yes. are always, I always love looking at those. It's amazing. Hmm, right. But just a little filler here or a little lift there can do to a person. Yeah, I mean, the tools today are, are really incredible. We have great tools, and, and the state of the art gets better and better every year as a result of that, right. so it's wonderful. So if you want to see some of those photos and, and just get more information on everything that we've uh, talked about this morning, you can go to azulbeauty.com. That's Dr. Flaherty's website. He also has written a couple of books. You can find out how to get them while you're there, or you can always come by the office and get them. And that number to call is 239-206-3160. 206-3160. Azulbeauty.com is the website. I'm Gina Birch. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa. Have a good weekend. You as well. Thank you. We'll be back next week with more of Look and Feel Your Best. <laughs>